We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. I don't know. It's been several weeks, but <laughs> he's, he hasn't been on a double game week with two all games right. at home. So I just all these rosy uh, desktop warriors. I would love to see when the last time they actually used them in their team. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from RotoWire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit RotoWire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and Jamie Bazo. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the RotoWire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of RotoWire, joined by JD Bazo and Skylar Redpath on this Monday evening to talk about week 11 of Major League Soccer. We're doing this a little early because we've got a big double game week coming up uh, starting on Wednesday night. We have nine teams that will play twice, and so they'll probably be the only conversation of the day, of the night. But uh, before we do that, gentlemen, welcome back. And uh, how'd you do in week 10? I did okay here. I had 120 points. I think I finished uh, 400th or so for the week bumped up a few spots overall i'm up to 174 getting there so yeah it wasn't a terrible week i mean it felt felt like i gained some ground but um you know inching inching up the table kind of thing very nice very nice 
I uh, I had one twenty nine. I moved from sixteenth to seventh overall. Mm. Um, the highlight of my week was I had a five from Johnny Russell on the bench going into the last game. Um, and I had a dummy player in cause I figured either Russell or Alessandrini would do well enough to sub in. Um, neither of them did well. So I decided to, to risk keeping Russell on the bench and I inserted Lamine Sané or Ludovic Lamine Sané is the... <laughs> As the MLS goal scoring alert told me, he uh, he got a goal against Real Salt Lake, got me 10 points. Um, a clean sheet would have been even gravy on top of that, but that's too much to ask for from Orlando's defense. So uh, that probably knocked me up a, a couple extra spots. And Do you want to tell the for, listeners how you ended up on Sané? Uh, I didn't have enough for El Manir, is that what you mean? Yeah, what was it like having to realize to make a move uh, based on financial restrictions. <laughs> to be weird, honest, I, might, I think I had him ranked higher. I, I don't remember if I had him ranked higher or lower last week. Let me look real yeah, quick. We can go to the videotape on that just to find <laughs> out. I actually, I had, I had Sané ranked 10th and El Manier 16th. Okay. So okay. It, it was, a, it was a decision that I uh, was flip-flopping between, but I didn't have to make the tough choice because I didn't have enough money for El Manier. Yep. I, yep. I was so sure JD was going to give me all the credit for our Slack chat conversation when he said he had to make the choice whether to stick with Russell with five points or play a defender from Orlando City. <laughs> you know, I, I said, hey, if you stick with Russell, then that's five guaranteed points. If you go with the defender, three or four points at worst, maybe nine or ten at best. Nailed it. You got that at best scenario. So, I mean, come on. I'm, you know, a little bit of you're, credit here. You know what, Skylar? You're right. I definitely never would have came to that conclusion myself. <laughs> That's, <right. laughs> That's why I'm here. This, this center back whispering is just incredible from the two of you. It seems like the the torch may be being passed a little bit, though, now that uh, JD is getting goals out of them from in the last game of a game week. But incredible. Um, did you both captain Javinko? Yeah, and I think we both uh, claim... This is. I don't know I, if you should believe us or not, but I think all three of us claim we were close to captaining Pi. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't think I threw it out there. I know I saw you guys saying you, you considered it, which I'm sure everybody uh, else this game week considered it. But I don't <laughs> know. Jivinko is locked in for me. I, I don't regret going Jivinko, but yeah, I mean Piotti was an excellent captain too. Yeah, I, I finished at uh, 124 points. Which got me up to 362. Slowly, made, oh, very nice. Yeah, that was a nice jump for me. I feel like I'm finally making the move. But uh, I don't, I don't know how close I was to captaining Piatti. I will admit that he was the only other player I considered. But it was like all Javinko. Like if if I could be 95% Javinko and 5% Piatti, that would probably be generous to Piatti anyway. But um, oh, okay. We had both. I had both. So both of you guys had both. So, you know, it's not like we uh, we all ended up without him. I don't know why anybody wouldn't want to play him this that that no, uh, I game was, week. Yeah, I saw some players up at the top of the standings without Piotti. It was a little bit of a head scratcher because I don't know. It just seemed like that that matchup at home against New England was was too tempting to pass on. But yeah, it's almost like people are drinking the New England Kool Aid here and thinking that they're <laughs> not a team to target. Even on I don't the road, know how, too. 
I don't know how someone watches Piotti the couple weeks prior and doesn't want to have him in their lineup. Mm-hmm. But word, word on the street is some prominent MLS fantasy figures were uh, were saying, why would anyone want Piotti? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, and he's... This... In the past, we've seen some of the, you know, if he doesn't score assists and he's not really one to pick up a ton of bonus points. So I guess I see that angle of it. But, yeah, just too much upside at home against a weaker opponent or I guess weaker than uh, comparative to like an Atlanta or Toronto or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I mean, just pop him in the switcheroo in that case. You have three bench spots for a reason. So yeah, if, if, you, if you see someone with immense upside – like Piotti, but are scared about two points, then throw him on the bench. It's not even an excuse anymore to not have that player. Right. right. Unless there's just a ton of good options. But last week I I felt that Piotti was pretty easily a top four midfield choice, um, even if you did want to hedge and put him on the bench. Yeah, I ended up I ended up regretting the switcheroo pretty much immediately once uh, <laughs> once it started piling up the points. I was like, man, it's just one of those that you just plug in. Yeah. And then leave the switcheroo to somebody else that's maybe a little bit more um, on the fence. So this this was the first week where my switcheroo options didn't completely pan out. Like Russell and Alessandrini on the bench, um, which only happened by the way because um, Ladero was out. Yep. So I ended up going from Ladero and Zlatan to Vela and Alessandrini, mm-hmm. which I guess worked out okay. I put Vela in the starting lineup. Um, Alessandrini on the bench, and then it, it got me Sané, I guess, which out of all of those players never would have been the one that I thought would uh, I'd be celebrating come week's end. But right. um, <laughs> I don't. Sometimes you you do strike out on the the couple of extra bench options you have, and that's that. Yeah, the, the Toronto FC early game week uh, switcheroos came through for me. I, I'm imagine came through for several players out there. I had Bono on the bench. Um, Ended up on Nico Hasler in place of originally I had uh, Vanderweel. Ended up on Hasler when I saw him pushed up higher in the, into the midfield, and then I had Aro. So all three of those guys automatically right off the bat got me a clean sheet. I got an assist from Hasler, and uh, I think all three are in consideration again this week. Toronto's got a DGW. I think Hasler's jumping off the radar for me right now. I'm not sure if uh, Bono or Aro will make their way into the lineup, but. Um, as long as Hasler continu- t- continues to start in the midfield, I think he's got to be in consideration. I like that call. I like it. Yeah, let's jump into week 11. Like you mentioned, that we've got uh, nine teams on doubles because we have some games on Wednesday. Um, we've got Atlanta, Montreal, Columbus, LAFC, Toronto, Seattle, Chicago, and Philly are really the only teams we want to and you're not even going to think of Philly. I think I'm missing one. Montreal and Minnesota are the other two. Um, we were saying before the podcast, there are really only seven teams we have to talk about, even though there are nine that are on doubles. Uh, so it's really, I, it seems like, is it Atlanta, is it Toronto, or is it LAFC that you kind of go after first, J.D.? Uh, I don't know that you need to prioritize any of those teams over the other one. Okay. But um, if I had to pick... A favorite, it is probably. Oh, that's tough. <laughs> well, LAFC. I mean, I guess. Yeah, the... you, you know what I love about LAFC is the two home games. Yeah, but the one match is a gimme. I think right. it can't. I think it cancels out. Um, basically, 
they have two home games, but one of them is really tough, and one of them is uh, extremely easy. So it's kind of like having neutral home and away games, like maybe a, a TFC has. Mm, okay. Just my that's just my personal opinion. Yeah, Columbus um, has a pair of home games too, Philly and Chicago. So I think they're in the yeah. up there in the conversation with those other three that Andrew mentioned. I think they're just a step below, especially because Pedro Santos is out for this first game with a red card suspension. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I Iguain, mean, their, options, their, their defensive options at least might still be up there. The Valenzuela, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, that's definitely true. Even though they've actually, uh, in terms of expected goals, I think, am I correct in that they've been uh, pretty high in expected goals allowed? I think that's me, correct, yes. Let me. Oh, no, they're the, the Not best. the other way, right? <laughs> Yeah, they're the best. Um, so, yeah, that would be a, a pretty uh, safe play probably. I think Abubakar was the first one that jumped out to me. It just seems when he's in the lineup, they play better defense than when he's out of the lineup. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. Is Iguain really going to play? Sure. Uh, the other thing we have to look at is who has four days rest, and there's three teams that have four days of rest compared to – all the other teams that have three days of rest, mm-hmm. uh, Atlanta, LAFC, and Seattle are the teams that have four days. Yep. Seattle has two tough road games, though. Um, both are kind of rivalries for them. One's Portland, one's TFC, who they played in the last two uh, MLS Cups. Um, and Seattle's been pretty bad. So if if you don't have any Seattle on your team this week, I don't blame you. I was going to say, I want no part of that team. <laughs> I... Yeah, rolled on maybe would be someone that I would I would look at, and they actually have been playing good defense even on the road, um, the last last game or two. So I think like Kihi would be fine if you really wanted to use him. Hmm. Okay. Um. So I'm looking at your rankings, JD. I don't know how final they are since uh, you have a little extra time to finish, but I'm seeing Vela, Javinko, and Josef Martinez. Uh, Skylar, you. Safe to assume your top three will be the same, maybe not in that specific order, although possibly. Uh oh, Skyler told us earlier that when I go on a a rant, he uh, he takes a sip of his beer, <laughs> so maybe he's uh, an extra <laughs> extra long up. sip. <laughs> What's up, guys? Somebody asked me a question. I'm sorry, <laughs> cut out there. That's all right. It was some sort of IPA question. Um, no, I was saying JD has uh, Vela, Javinko, and Yosef Martinez as top three forwards. Is it safe to assume yours are the same? I have got Vela, Javinko, and Rossi as top three. Martinez Ooh. is right there at number four. All right. JD always seems to be a little lower on Rossi than everybody else. Well, it's just there's a clear choice out between Vela and Rossi, and uh, it's not Rossi. Right. Okay. I mean, it's I, that, that's a that's a good argument, I'd say, but Rossi's still picking up the fantasy points, and he's got two games at home. So, yeah, I mean, I could see Martinez outscoring him. I guess I just like Rossi, kind of like you said, like the Minnesota matchup seems like a matchup that they can finally kind of just unload at home. I think he's going to be involved. And then NYCFC just didn't look good against the Red Bulls. I mean, I get it that Red Bulls are probably one of the best teams in the league, if not the best um, right now. But um, I think they've got some vulnerabilities. I think LAFC can expose them, and I could see them scoring a goal or two there too. So, Yeah, 
I mean, let's just say that Yosef Martinez at Orlando is a much more appealing matchup to me than Rosie home to NYCFC. Um, yeah, agreed. Uh, even though, uh, you know, everyone's going to tell me Yosef Martinez on the road, he's uh, <laughs> not that good. Well, watch Orlando's defense, uh, even at home, and tell me that you want to uh, think Lamine Sané, who can't stop Chris Baird or Corey Baird or whatever that kid's name is, <laughs> is going to stop Yosef Martinez. I mean, give me a break. <laughs> um, do you guys see yourself starting three forwards this week? I think I'm going to have one on the bench. Okay. Um, because midfielders, you almost have to go with four, if not five, um, because they they get the best balance of defensive points, bonus points, attacking points. Mm -hmm. And then defenders are the safer pick over two games. Uh, if they get one clean sheet and then accumulate some points, that's as good as a, a forward that has a big game. Right. Um, so it... I don't know. I think it's it's smart to put one forward on the bench. Maybe a Nikolic, uh, Yosef Martinez, um, and just let them auto-sub in. This is a week where you can't really go with the standard switcheroo strategy because you're pretty much going to have to, um, you know, the first day all your spots are probably killed if you're taking a double game week player. So you can't see how one guy does, then see how the next guy does, determine who you're going to sub in, whatever. It's set it up at the beginning. Maybe you can uh, look at a an early game player before the LAFC game. Right. But um, other than that, not really. So I think starting like a Nikolic on the bench, Yosef Martinez is a, is a good call. Jossie's yeah. artist. He's in the mix. I'm I'm pretty set on going with three forwards this week. I just it feels like with forwards there's so many top options. Midfielders, we've definitely got some DGW midfielders to pick from, but it doesn't feel like there's like I mean, I guess maybe after the top three or four, like it just it, it doesn't feel like you've got to have a stacked five midfielder uh setup yeah, but, this week. But Michael Bradley's getting like seven points a game. <laughs> Is he gonna be in your lineup? I guess I'm just saying, like, these midfielders are getting so many points. Right. It's like guaranteed uh, points almost. Yeah. And if you want to put them on the bench, that's fine. It's like a safe option. But I would put, like, a Nikolic on the bench, too, because if he scores one goal, he's probably not getting 14 points. Yeah. I don't, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I legitimately think I might end up with, like, Vela, Javinko, and Rossi, like, the double LAFC forward tandem. Yeah. Just, you know, take what I can get out of them, that kind of thing. Like, if one of them's going to go off, I feel like maybe both of them have a good week. But, I don't know. It feels like it might be uh, a week to, to play that card. Mm hmm Hmm. It's, maybe it's just because I tend not to take a lot of, or like, I get the double forward from LAFC maybe I just like Martinez just more for diversification than I am for any, than his own opportunities. It just seems with how many, like, it seems like there are four or five, like really good forwards for this double game week and to have two of them from the same team could really limit you. Mm, top two, top two forwards in the game. Take a look at the, uh, <laughs> take a look at the, well, yeah, uh, is it, is it top two? Javinko's been playing in CCL, so 
yeah no i i hear you i mean i don't know it's just like rossi obviously has the outlier too with the um the hat trick game mm-hmm. and so his point total or his average might be a little inflated but that again yeah i mean that again <laughs> though shows that he's he's capable of doing that i mean just like obviously like joseph is but I don't know, just uh, just yeah. a hunch. I feel like LAFC puts it together at home. I mean, they've kind of had a couple of so-so games at home. They've gotten decent results, I guess, so a win and a draw. Um, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I feel I, I'm feeling it, I guess you could say. <laughs> I, I totally understand that. I think the one other thing to note is that NYCFC, um, you know, A, first of all, fantastic coach who it sounds like he's rumored to go to like three separate premier league teams right now (laughs) he uh is gonna have rested players and he's gonna have a whole week to prepare whereas lafc has to deal with minnesota first and then worry about nycfc after Mm -hmm. so um which is also the case by the way for atlanta and toronto they both have a fresh team in the second leg whereas guys like uh columbus chicago montreal where you could be thinking about uh, some like midfielders, attackers, they have a, a team in the second leg that already played on Wednesday as well. So maybe like that persuades you to go with Nikolic. Maybe that persuades you to, uh, I don't know, Zardis. I don't know. I mean, he's at home for both, which is nice. Um, or maybe you want to throw around like Anthony Jackson Hamill or something crazy. <laughs> that sounds crazy. JD, where does uh, where does Via fall for you? Because he's the first single game week forward that cracked my rankings, um, and I squeeze him in, I guess, in the middle of some DGW players that were kind of on down the the rung for me. So, kind of interested he, to see where he landed for you. Yeah, so I mean, the obviously, if we rank twenty forwards, um, we had to rank at least five probably single game week forwards. Um, mm-hmm. My first one was BWP. And then the next two were Elise and Kyoto. Um, they squeezed ahead of Latif Blessing and Ramirez, Christian Ramirez as my wow. double game players. Yeah. Um, but then I, I did have Via right before Martinez after Blessing. I had Maxi or Rudy right ahead of Via. Um, I rounded out with Dom Dwyer and Fernando Adi. I just can't imagine picking a single game week player. Um, so I don't know how much it matters. Right. But I think a Rudy actually is, is in line for a pretty good game against the Galaxy yep. um, at home. And I actually think Dallas's defense is a good single game week option if, for whatever reason, we had to take them. But we don't. So <laughs> I, I don't know. I love Houston against Vancouver. If I had to pick one single game week player for my lineup, I'd probably go with Elise or Kyoto. Yeah, I'd, I had to end up bumping those guys. I think they're hovering around 20th. So it's like right now I've got Christian Ramirez at 20, and then I've got Kyoto and Elise like right under that, which could change by the time I submit my final ranking. Yeah. But it's just that the Vancouver at home, I mean, they're not like super defensive juggernaut or anything, but it feels like they're the type of team that, would really try to get a one-goal lead and pack it in kind of thing. Minnesota, uh, I don't know. I mean, Houston was attacking pretty much at, at will against Minnesota, but it felt like um, when they kind of uh, bunkered down, then Houston had a little bit of trouble p- 
penetrating the back line, and I could see the same thing happening. So that's, I guess that's why I have a little hesitation rolling out Kyoto and Elise on the road. But, I mean, Kyoto's just been lights out lately. It's hard to – it's really hard to rank him out of the top 20 this week. Yeah, Kyoto's just making guys look silly. And then Elise, uh, if they start – if Vancouver starts Brett Levi's again uh, <laughs> at left back, I think Elise would just have a, a field day. So mm-hmm. for daily fantasy, that's something – although they're on Fridays, so I guess – Maybe that's not a daily fantasy thing. Showdown. But um, if there's a showdown, I'd probably take both of them, to be honest. Wow. Big words. Uh, yeah, it seemed like the only reason to do a single game week player is for a, to switch a row. Like you wouldn't actually – like you would basically start them and it, they wouldn't be one of the – because one of the teams on – doesn't one of the teams on Wednesday not play again? Uh, sporting Kansas, Kansas City, City doesn't right? play yeah. twice. So yeah. I get that would be the one you didn't, you wouldn't use. You'd use somebody later and just see how the Wednesday matches went. But I don't know. It seems like a real long shot to to try. One. Uh, if if you think you have a really high ceiling player, um, then that's fine. Yeah, yeah I guess. Um, <laughs> looking at the rankings, or at least JDs. Um, is there a midfielder? I'm asking this because I'm looking at Iguain, knowing that it's probably not the case. But is there a midfielder uh, in that has two games that you guys are not confident they're going to play both? Yeah, Iguain. I haven't <laughs> fine tuned. I haven't fine tuned my lineups yet, so he's definitely up there um, as a a guy I'm concerned about. I'm concerned about Victor Vazquez. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the the TFC guys. I think you you have to take a long hard look at in general because they're pretty deep i know they have some injuries but um i wouldn't be thinking it's a hundred percent that vasquez a catch a hasler i also think uh, as a defender playing in the midfield i don't think he's guaranteed to play both games either mm-hmm. hmm. yeah i'd probably agree with all those and just throw in uh good old pedro santos <laughs> with uh <laughs> suspended the first really going game. out on a limb on that one. <laughs> yeah hey you know you ask the question i'm you're answering right. it so. you're right Fair how enough. about uh ladero it i know that it's possible he plays on wednesday but i think it's much more likely he's uh either a, a one game or zero games yeah seems uh like. yeah i'm staying away from ladero i mean sounds like uh i don't know what, how did the coach leave it like it's, it's up to him it's up to ladero to, if he wants to play or not kind of thing Great. And if that's if that's the case, then you know, just from just thinking, if I were in a player's shoes, the World Cup around the corner, then I'm I'm not taking any chances right now, especially with Seattle in the spot that they're in. Um, that's a tough one, but yeah, I mean, if he is playing a game, then I would say it's probably because both Seattle's games are on the road. I don't think he'll play at Toronto. Maybe he'll play at Portland just because of the rivalry factor. So it's kind of how. Yeah. I see it. I wonder if this has anything to do with Ladero uh, just talking about wanting to maybe go back and play in Argentina. That was kind of my first thought when he had, when he was a late scratch, and basically uh-huh. I think all we heard was um, the coach will address it after the game, that kind of thing. That was my th- first thought is like, well, we've had some internal struggles going on, so um, yeah, like who just, knows? Uh, I'm sure it's possible. Right. Could they even let him go at this point since the transfer window's closed? I don't think so. Like, I doubt they could sell him, right? But maybe they could just get rid of him, <laughs> cut him, 
Which would be crazy. Uh, I don't know. That's interesting. MLS always finds a way. That's uh, very true. <laughs> um, I noticed that two guys in your top 11, uh, JD, your midfielders, are center backs with uh, Bastian Schweinsteiger and Michael Bradley. Um, <laughs> hey, Schweine had a big I, game last week, right? They, they both have been yeah, pretty good. He, Schweine he had a bigger a, game, yeah. As a number 10. Yeah, he moved up to – he was playing as a number 10 last week, actually. Yeah, I didn't watch that game. I imagine he dropped pretty deep at times since it was against Atlanta. Um, oh, it was two games ago he had the huge game. Last oh, okay. week he only had three points. He he Yeah, he was playing more advanced this week than I – mean, even, well. even against Atlanta, he was playing pretty high up. But Does you that make you Skyler, like him more or less? I think it, it proves that he should play deeper, that he had a, a worse game when he played in the number 10. <laughs> it's true. I – Hey, he might actually be one that I would be a little concerned about playing both games too. Now that we're on the on the Schweiny subject, mm-hmm. just because he's old. Yeah, pretty much. Just because his his hair is about as gray as mine is right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a fair I, point. I just see like like Michael Bradley I, is going to play two games almost, no doubt. Yeah. Um, Schweiny just feels like a guy that's gonna like he's the heart and soul of that team. I just feel like he's going to play two games. Wow! Like if he has to play center back, that's fine. Rest his legs one of the games or both of the games. But the way he racks up bonus points and maybe can get on a free kick or push up like in the last 20, 30 minutes, um, he's in consideration for me. I might like, I might shuffle my rankings around where Iguain gets knocked a little bit because of the the one game concern and guys like Schweiny and Bradley move up some. Mm-hmm. I I w- don't think. People should overlook taking the safe like uh, twelve to sixteen points this week. Those guys are definitely it. Same with like Roldan. The tough matchups for Roldan almost make you feel better about taking him. Just the way he can get the defensive points. Yeah, I I wish Seattle were a little more put together lately. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree. Yeah, I like Roldan a lot too. Um, I don't know. I I have to really think like. Uh, since I'm close to the top, am I going to swing for the fences and try and connect with all these guys I think could score multiple goals or uh, or take like one or two of these safe guys and hope everyone else strikes out? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm kind of leaning towards the safe points. Live to fight another day, and actually I think it might work out where I gain a little bit. Well, as somebody who needs to make up ground, um, I see <laughs> where JD has him. Skyler, where do you have Ezekiel Barco? Uh, he's hovering about, I don't know, eighth, ninth for me this week. Okay. I mean, he might be, uh, he might be closer to like sixth if I shuffle some things around. He's one of those, I guess you could say, like where JD's saying there's several players that are kind of guaranteed points. I feel like Barco's more of a, a wild card. To where, he's not. <laughs> yeah, he's he's more of a wild card to where he could show up with a pair of goals one game and he could show up with like a two the next game. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Pop him on the bench. Yeah, I mean he's. I don't know. I'm. I'm trying to decide if I want to rank the the high upside Barco or the never know what you're gonna get Barco because he's still a little bit of an unknown right now. Like we know he's he's talented. He's got his first MLS goal this past weekend. So there's more where that's where that comes from. But um, I still feel like he's kind of integrating himself into that Atlanta attack. So I don't know if I'm ready to roll the dice on a double game week slot mm-hmm. with yeah. him just yet. 
I think my rough draft rankings before uh, Andrew quotes me here, um, I think it was based on me seeing that Orlando matchup and just thinking, oh, wow, this is juicy. I don't hesitate yeah. on the on the Orlando one at all, yeah. So where is where do you have him? I have him fifth, but I think he's probably going to end up closer where you did, like eighth-ish. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I had him at six, and then I bumped him down a couple spots. Um, I will say one player that I'm kind of struggling with where to rank right now is Alexander Katai from Chicago. Um, he's been getting minutes, getting chances in the attack. He's, I think he's had some set pieces. I mean, he's actually looked pretty active. I did watch some of that fire game and, uh, you know, the, the start of the season seemed like it was, he was kind of hit or miss, but it feels like now he's getting opportunities and, um, like a game at home against Montreal, I could see him doing some damage in. So I don't know. I'm kind of, um, kind of torn on him. Like, I feel like he could have a, he's kind of a under the radar player that could have a big week. And um, I like that call. Uh, maybe the most important guy that we should talk about, who I could theoretically get a start this week. Thoughts on Lee Wynn? <laughs> yeah, that's another one I was struggling with where to rank. Don't bother. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think he'll start both games, but it's possible. Like, I think it's possible that he starts in place of a guy like Blessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, blessing. Yeah, blessing hasn't started every game so far either, so that makes sense. Um, yeah, but now with Urania out, and they've got to have kind of somebody filling that role. I think blessing did it this yeah. past week, and I could see Win stepping in and somehow being shuffled into the mix there. Yeah. The one thing I'll say about Lee Win is, I mean, it sounds like Brad Friedel was really pushing his fitness level so he could play, kind of like the the high pressure system the rest of the Revs are. Mm-hmm. Um. So I would not be surprised if Lee Wynn was as fit as pretty much everyone on the LAFC as well. Mm-hmm. I yeah, mean, no, not he's that, not that said, like, yeah, I've been, I was training that, that entire time, so he's like, yeah. I'm ready to roll, that kind of thing. Yeah, and I don't mean to suggest that Bob Bradley runs, uh, like, Camp Cupcake or anything. I'm sure his team's incredibly fit compared to the rest of the league as well. <laughs> um. Where's Failhopper fall for you, Skylar? I've got him at four right now. Mm. Is he he's a guy not... that concerns you about playing? Uh, yeah, just... that's my next question. I think he Maybe. is, and, and he might, and he might be a Lee Win uh, replacement candidate yeah. too. Because last but... game, a, a Twesta started last game. That was his first start, I believe. Um, yep. Yeah, I mean, if we're just talking about, you know, if he does get the the two games, then he's been talking about a guy that just been churning out bonus points. Um, Benny's been it, and he, you know, he sneaks forward and gets into the attack at some chances here and there. But I mean, you got to go back. Let's see, back to week five, um, where he had a three pointer. But since then, he's had seven, six, nine, six, and seven. And it's not like he's like lighting up the score sheet. So um, last week he got five bonus points, and I mean that's you know, yeah, if you've got two home games, I think Benny's good for at least like. No, twelve to fourteen points somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, the question: If you start Fail Harbor for one game, if you're the coach, which one is it? Do you start him against Minnesota or against NYCFC? Probably against Minnesota. I mean, it's not like they've been dropping results, so where they need to shuffle things too much just right off the bat. So, 
Yeah, huh? I kind of I kind of agree. I think uh, their NYCFC maybe get some some more energy in there. Um, someone that can kind of pressure the back line a little bit, or or I don't know. Maybe that's a good game for win. And then if NYCFC just handles you, you can say, oh, we didn't play our our top lineup, and then your players don't have that in the back of their mind if they have to face him later in the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where do you have Benny JD? Uh, he's also number four right now for me. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> I I'm really reconsidering some of these midfield rankings though as I think about <laughs> things. Now I'm I'm surprised Skyler that Ibsen isn't in your top five. <laughs> he's gonna be ranked, but I don't know. He's not not gonna be top five. People love Ibsen. I mean, he's a he's a bonus point machine for sure, but he's kind of in that same mold as uh, I don't know the the Fail Haber and Schweinsteiger. Like he's not gonna be, he's not as much of a goal threat as some of these other guys. Like you're talking about the high upside players, but if you're just banking on guaranteed points, and yeah, Ibsen's probably good for at least ten. Yeah. All right. Um, defenders. It seems like we kind of I assume we'll. It's going to be LAFC, Toronto, Atlanta, and Victor Cabrera. Uh, and I think we mentioned Columbus. And Columbus, so think, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, that gets me the whole way down to my 16th ranking. <laughs> After all those teams we just mentioned, uh, then at 16, I have Kihi. Is there any thought to – like? Are you? Do you think you'll be more comfortable spreading out the defensive exposure there, or are you going to stack a few get teams? Right now, I have two pairs of two, okay. but I I think spreading it out is also wise. Okay. <laughs> okay. How do you think you'll play it, Skyler? Yeah, I'll probably end up spreading it out. Defender is the one position I have not gotten to on my rankings yet, so JD's a little bit ahead of me, but I think he's probably right that. Um, I think the smart move is to probably mix it up a little bit, maybe have your top player from each of the top three teams, I'd say, this week. Like, I'd, I'm probably going to have somebody from Columbus, probably a guy like Simon or, or Betasher from LAFC. And then from there, it might be maybe roll Nico Hasler out again if I see him in the starting lineup. Um, yeah, I, I, I see where JD's coming from. Like, he's maybe a little bit of a rotation risk, but... Um, not just the, you know, not just the assists he got me, but it seemed like he had some, had a couple of decent chances. I think he may have had a shot or two on goal or shot, but I don't know. It's, I think you got to spread it. I don't, I don't think, uh, putting all your eggs in one basket, so to speak, is the way to go on a DGW. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm starting to think and my, my current rankings don't reflect this. Um, I'm starting to think Columbus is a better defensive play than Atlanta. Okay. So if you have to take, if you want just exposure to three teams defensively, which I think is probably what most people will settle on, it would be LAFC, Toronto, Columbus. Right. And this is maybe where I would look at the LAFC guys. Ah, never mind. That's the opposite way around. I was going to say LAFC is switcheroo from the bench, but um, it would actually be Toronto or Columbus is switcheroo from the bench. Right. And then put in the LAFC guys if uh, if the first doesn't get a clean sheet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess 
I guess it's safe to say Andrew's not getting his Graham Zussi number one ranking this week. That so was, there you yeah, go. Yeah, you knew we were getting there. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's happening. <laughs> Does he even make the top twenty? Yeah, no. I think so. Did you say that that Kihi's above Zussi for you, JD? I didn't even rank Zussi. Wow. Yeah, he's. I mean, but you've got Kihi in there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Um, oh wait, never mind. I'm sorry. Yeah, Key's got a, a DGW. Yeah, Zeusy probably won't end up in my top twenty. Okay, that's quite a fall. I was expecting. I mean, it's just, got two it's math. Sure, yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I get it. I Me mean, and and a single and a one and a one off and yeah. I mean, give me Zeusy all day, but I mean if if. It's between a one-game Zussi and a guy that has two bites at the apple for a clean sheet and attacking points. Like, mm-hmm. give it to me. Yeah, yeah. Do you think you'll end up having basically three, like, minimum price guys on your bench? Because we will get most of the lineups at least. In the fr- I mean, unless you're doing the LAFC switcheroo. But, like, it seems like you, we don't really need the bench spots this week unless you are doing the Wednesday switcheroo. I totally disagree. Okay. I think you you put a a 4.0 in your lineup and then you let the guys on your bench battle it out for most points go in. Sorry. Yes, I agree. Uh I guess the the way I was looking at it was I guess it was two minimum price guys and let you're taking the top 3 from your bench score. Uh two two min price in your lineup and right. take the the best two out of 3 on your bench. Right. Yes. Um that yeah, I don't know if I'm going to do that or if I'm going to do one minimum price oh, okay. guy and take the best of three on the bench. It depends how confident you are in your starting lineup. Yep. Yeah, um, what about this? If you are confident in your starting lineup, what about using your bench to try to bump that bankroll? Um, you know, if you're if you're really confident in your DGW players, roll them out, and then, yeah, maybe use, like, one slot to, to try to play the switcheroo, but then maybe have a couple there that you know guys are going to get that max increase, and mm-hmm. there's a there's a million bucks in your bank right there. Uh, Yeah, if you need that. <laughs> Andrew? Are you talking to Andrew there? Andrew, what's what's your team <laughs> value at? Are you still complaining about being poor? I'm at a 124.2. Are you struggling to fill out your team? No. That's what I thought. But, I mean, it's just fun to to rack out the bankroll. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I want to see how 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 high mine gets before the end of the season. Mm-hmm. What's yours at, Skylar? We didn't actually talk about it at the beginning of the pod, which it goes to show how useless it is at this point. I am at one twenty nine point seven. Oh, you got a little bit ahead of me this time. One twenty nine point five. I actually thanks to Alessandrini minus point five piece of garbage <laughs> never again <laughs> i tried to warn you guys him and a com have have just gone plummeted and they're they're uh, dead to me right now even though i said i wouldn't play a com again i somehow ended up with him in that uh stupid <laughs> showdown, <laughs> stupid showdown <laughs> on DraftKings, which dfs is about dead to me as those guys are too i've been been uh crapping it up over there but that's because you have to play on Yahoo, man. It's like a weekly uh, fifty plus bucks to the bankroll. Hmm. Man, I've I've been I've been stinking it up over there too. I don't for whatever reason oh. I faded Piotti, 
Ooh. And uh, that was what? not a smart. <laughs> that was not a smart move. So you know what? What happens? This I think happened to me a little bit last last year as well, in both regular fantasy and daily fantasy. You like you just get too fancy. You're like, oh, you know, I I've been following the league for a couple years, and this season, like, I know all these uh, these kind of super subs or these like pl- spot start players, whatever. I know Mason Toy is getting a, a start or. <laughs> Whatever. No, you just act like pretty much you didn't even follow the league last year and right. just come to it, make the safe, smart plays. Uh, I think the biggest risk people take in, or biggest error people make in fantasy is they get too fancy just because yeah. you know like a player has some good underlying stats or is gonna uh, has been looking pretty good. That doesn't mean you should play them over uh, like a pretty much rock solid every week uh like blue chip player mm-hmm. yeah no you're right i mean we we harped on it at the beginning of the podcast like it seemed piotti it seemed like piotti was like a must play almost this week and i don't know i think on yahoo him and lodero fell in that same like 21 or 22 price range and I, of course i ended up choosing lodero over him because he was going into the week my top ranked midfielder and I guess that was where I was like well if it's going to be one or the other I'm going to choose whoever I've got ranked number one and of course Lodero doesn't even start so I got to go with Dempsey it's just yeah it 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 all went downhill after the first game for me so I don't know maybe maybe we'll try again this week and bounce back (laughs) we'd even talk about Dempsey this week but last week uh we got some heat from reddit for uh, even mentioning that Dempsey was an okay play, um, <laughs> which is fair. I'm, I'm a Dempsey hater, so that's like one of the most valid criticisms of the podcast I've ever heard. Hey, he should have scored again, though. He missed a sitter. Yeah. Yep. No, he, he's actually been fairly active the last two games, so I think we were on the right side of that, but Dempsey's also just uh, garbage. So. <laughs> right. I, could see him, I could see him turning up with a, a goal in the Cascadia, the Cascadia rivalry yeah, match. I mean, it's, it's two big rivalry games, so... I wouldn't be surprised at all if he scored. Mm-hmm. But um, am I using him? No. 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 Did I use him last week? No. <laughs> I was going I to. On Yahoo. Then, uh, actually, Ladero, um, when Ladero was out, that's when I ended up switching Dempsey out as well for Kyoto. So that was helpful. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Did I talk you into that? Uh, I don't think so. I was at a, my son's Little League game, really okay. testing the limits of the new MLS app. <laughs> it works really well once it loads whatever it's i don't know in it, the um, background i'm really curious what it's doing in the background of the app because it's really taking a long time yeah very suspicious i just the autoplay in an app i was never i didn't even know that existed until the mls app well autoplay anywhere is a big no-no that's how i felt but you can do fantasy on it now, so that's a giant plus from the old one. <laughs> but now you can't check box scores. <laughs> right, you have no idea who got an assist. You can you can scroll through the entire game uh, summary to get the. Uh... We're getting there, guys. Yeah. How? Yeah. How do you release something that goes backwards in one of the best aspects of the previous <laughs> version? Well, that actually came up because uh, somebody was mentioning how it was the only. It's one of the only places where you can find the secondary assists because, you know, a lot of regular um, like the score and ESPN, like they just show who had the, the actual assist. 
but since <clears throat> obviously MLS includes the hockey assist, um, you can't always check. But uh, and now the app doesn't show even the regular assists, so you just have to go over to RotoWire, I guess, because we have. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, but not the RotoWire app. No, not the app. No. <laughs> anyway, hey, um, uh, real quick, I just I'm curious, just because we touched on him a little bit last week, he didn't didn't have a great game didn't have a terrible game but he's on a dgw this week and pretty nice game at home on the defenders what are you thinking about um cabrera jd right now i have him fifth i'm dead uh, i don't know i'm kind of torn on that one so it is nice that he'll get the the bonus points theoretically uh the guy on reddit telling me he's a guaranteed six bonus points or whatever was probably really disappointed last week um <laughs> But, yeah, I don't know. The matchups are nice at Chicago, home to Philly. So I think he's definitely in the conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say, I mean, he's not too far. If I'd say he's good for a guarantee, maybe five. I'll, I'll fall in the yeah. middle there. If I had if to guess. Take, take away the one, minus one for the two goals against, he would have had five last week. But you can't say that all. You can't just throw that out there like it's not like it's never going to happen again. Yeah. They were probably lucky to only have two goals against. <laughs> and that was like a, a not great team. So I don't know. Um, Philadelphia, for, for his, what it's. His last four starts, they've allowed four, three, five, and two. Yeah. He's not an actual good defender. He's a good, fa- <laughs> he's a good fantasy defender. Right. Also, Philadelphia is in the top half of the league in expected goals per game. Yeah. Um, scored per game they just haven't really been scoring goals so do you actually have to see uh, them? Oh, i guess so <laughs> he's just he's one of those that's on the i'm on the edge about i think we said it's probably gonna be a columbus uh columbus defender maybe somebody from toronto and then maybe somebody from lafc but i don't know i think Vic cabrera may be a safe 10 points but is that really good enough i mean if you're especially if like top 10 like you are jd i don't know if you want to just go with a safe play um when you can have a guy like a simon who could get you a goal i don't think cabrera's got that same kind of upside so yeah i mean let's not underrate their clean sheet chances against like a philadelphia um i mean if you had to individually rank all the games this week that would probably be top five for clean sheet chances right montreal home to philly yeah Um, i mean i think they could have shut out the revs but they think they got too big of a lead and just for kind of like a and zahibo is just a beast so Zahibo. that as well <laughs> zahibo needs more respect from our rankings going forward i know i've ranked him several times but probably never as high as i should and i didn't rank him at all last week um yeah i feel yeah. the same i think i might have had him at like 29th or something but yeah every time i every time i get down to that last spot i'm like wait zahibo needs to be in here but <laughs> yeah, um, yeah now he's definitely gonna be in there yeah um i guess if, if we don't have anything else to to talk about one more thing i wanted to point out is uh for the keeper are we all doing tyler miller as the the second keeper option Let's see because then you see um, whatever your goalie in the first game right. does on Wednesday night. Then you can pop Miller in if they don't get the clean sheet. Yeah, because yeah, I've probably got Stefan in first. So 
Right. Um, yeah, I mean, if Stefan, if he doesn't get a clean sheet, yeah, I'd probably throw, I'd probably throw Miller in against Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, is there any any reason not to do, not to have Miller as your second keeper? I guess is what I'm thinking. I mean, I guess if you feel like, you know, even if Columbus don't get a shutout against Philly, that you feel pretty confident they'll get one at home against Chicago, because you might not feel as confident that LAFC is going to get one against New York City. I don't know. Against Minnesota, you mean? Well, yeah, against up against both but yeah i'd say minnesota minnesota is probably more of a um clean sheet chance than any of those i mean minnesota (laughs) that's might be the best clean sheet bet of the week like i might put the chances over 50 percent that lafc get a clean sheet there so yeah no i'd I'd say that's probably that's going to be the um the go-to keeper this week is the stefan and miller yeah and there's there's no reason to get fancy or ornery about that one it's um just like it's obvious and just do it i mean you don't have to go don't have to go stefan first you could easily make an argument for bono yep and probably probably guzan as well um i wouldn't go so far as richard sanchez but there's other options not just stefan yeah and richard sanchez you might not know the result before the LAFC kicks off, so right. I don't think you can use him, but not like anybody's going to anyway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty true. Just because everyone's gonna have Piotti, and I would not trust um, Sanchez against Piotti. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, one more defender. Is it time we can trust LGP? Trust. Yeah, it just seems like he's been disappointing the entire season. Yeah, I trust is along lately. <laughs> trust isn't the right word. <laughs> like, is he more of a switcheroo defender? Uh, I mean, he's been doing pretty decent yeah. lately. Really? I mean, seen a lot in twos points, and threes. I guess, last, yeah, he had five <laughs> points last week. Yeah, last week. Um, seen a lot of negative ones. Before. Yeah, the, yeah, two negative <laughs> ones yeah, for yellow two. cards. Yeah, I guess I, I need to look and see who, if anybody's on yellow cards. I haven't even really dug into that, but that's something for the listeners to be wary of. Is mm-hmm. you know anybody that's on uh, yellow card warning, definitely be wary of of rolling them out. Maybe go for the safer option if it's like a toss up between one or the other. I've definitely been burned with that before. Yes, and um, I think MLS releases that. But also, if uh, if you're not familiar, there's a Twitter account, MLS Injury News, and he should probably be tweeting a list of them shortly. Um, and I think he just celebrated two years recently on Twitter. So if he yeah. happens, if he happens to listen, congratulations and thanks for all the good work uh, trying to report and find the injury news around the league. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I've I've definitely found it useful and. Especially on DGWs, I mean, that's the kind of information that could set you apart. So keep an eye out. And I don't know, getting back to your question, Andrew, I just, I, I'm still on board with, with LGP. I'm, I mean, he was probably one of the best defenders last year for fantasy. And, sure. Um, feels like he's still kind of coming, coming around. But uh, he's, I think I mentioned it last podcast, like he's getting forward, like almost trying to, um, create some stuff in the attack, which seems kind of weird as a center back, but um, he's doing it. And yeah, I mean, sporting Kansas City and especially Orlando City, like I could see him having a big game in, in either of those. Yeah. 
I'll say this about LGB. I wish the mashups were flipped where it was Orlando at home, SKC on the road. Because mm-hmm. then I know that I would have the Orlando match that he could just dominate. Right. Um, and because Atlanta are one of the probably the best passing teams. So LGP is always in consideration for those like two passing bonus points. What do you need? Do you need 75 passes and 90% accuracy to get the two? I don't know. You need some combination of good accuracy and lots of passes. Um, it's uh, I think it's actually much lower than that. It's um, it's eighty five percent um for seventy passes. Oh, okay. Well, he's gotten it twice in eight games, mm-hmm. um, and he's gotten the one bonus point once. Um, he also had four straight bonus points if you're going across the box score last game: clearances, blocks, interceptions, and recoveries. He had one bonus point for all four categories. Hmm. Um. That was at Chicago. And he had so five I, points. Right, because he inevitably got a yellow card. <laughs> right. Um, but I think he's definitely in play. I think uh, he, I have him ranked pretty highly, but he's definitely not a lock. And like saying, do I trust him? No. I don't think I'll ever trust him. <laughs> but am I considering using him? Yes. Okay. I don't ever trust all 11 players or 14 players in my lineup or whatever. Right. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, all right. We got anything else? I'm good. I think that was a uh, pretty thorough. Yeah. All right. If anybody has any follow questions, you can find GD on Twitter at DFS MLS. Skyler is at any, DraftKings. any captain plugs. Oh, sorry. You're right. You're right. Wow. That's the latest we've ever, uh, right. my fault. Come through with another topic. Um, it's Javinko or Vela, right? Yes. Yeah, sorry, guys. I'm on a little bit of a delay here. Oh, all right. Or Piotti. I, I was going to say, yeah, you got to think of Piotti. We, let's at least put it out on the table now or, that we're considering Piotti. Or Almiron. It's, or, so it's basically Vela, Javinko, Almiron, Piotti, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. I'd say, for me, I'm leaning Vela right now. Vela has one good game, one bad game, so... But the one good game is so good. <laughs> yeah, he's got like it, a fifteen pointer coming against Minnesota. Maybe yeah. even more. <laughs> Jeez. The other thing I'm thinking about is I mean, Javinko's probably playing in both for sure because they need to climb back up the table. Yeah. Um and I mean Javinko against the Revs could dominate. And in the MLS Cup matchup. Yeah. Yeah. Although he's pretty rematch, whatever. He's invisible last MLS Cup, kind of, huh? Yeah, but now he's going up against Kim Kee-hee, which <laughs> he's actually been good. Like, I'm he's not gonna, been really good, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to – I mean, I'm just throw, throwing it out there just because he's kind of an unknown still. But <laughs> Wait, it's, tell, it's, me, it's, tell me why I shouldn't play Piotti or Captain Piotti. Uh, I mean, maybe just a little hesitation on if he doesn't happen to hit the score sheet. Uh, Chicago and Philly are just not that good. Yeah, I, I agree. I'd say at Chicago, though, might be a little bit of a, a tougher test. And then if, if he hits a two or three that game, then it's you're leaving everything on the, the Philly game. So yeah, not, but this feels like the like the LAFC guys and Atlanta guys have better matchups, like Almiron and Vela. Watching Piotti, he does not look like a potential two or a three. Mm-hmm. 
Who I'm would... with you. I'm I'm really torn. I think it's it's probably Vela or Piotti for me. Javinko a close third. On a um, on a single game week, would you rather captain Piotti home against Philly or Vela home against Minnesota? Vela. Okay. I think that's the consideration. Like, like well, I think that, that's a, how you need to look at it. The, the rest is just gravy. Uh, on a single game week, though, you go for the safe captain points. Um, you don't want to, like, super gamble. But on a double game week, you're giving me two chances for Piotti to get, like, that 22-pointer to even out a potential bad game. Also, by the way, he had 19 against LAFC in week eight. Mm-hmm. So that's two out of three weeks. He has 19 or more points. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, I could see where people would, would go with him. I'm just, I feel a little bit more has, confident in like the Velas and Almarones yeah, out there. He has double digits in four out of eight games this year. So like that would be a minimum of 20 captain points in a single game week. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't want to. I, I don't mean to talk the listeners into Piotti because I think he is slightly riskier. But um, and maybe he's going to be overly captained because of last week. Uh, maybe I'm falling into that trap. But he's definitely in the conversation for me. Yep. Uh, I feel like he's like fourth on my list. Wow. <laughs> like Javinko. He's fourth uh, on Zadroik's list as well. Almaron. Yeah, he might be fourth or fifth for me. I mean, Rossi might even be up there above him. <laughs> All right. Skylar, when's the last time you used Rossi on your team? <laughs> uh, MLS Fantasy or D- DFS? <laughs> MLS Fantasy. I don't know. It's been several weeks, but it, he's, he hasn't been on a, a double game week with two All games right. at home. So I just – all these Rossi uh, desktop warriors, I – would love to see when the last time they actually used them in their team was. <laughs> I mean, give me a good matchup, then he's probably in. But just, yeah, I, I mean, feel like, like every time I post rankings, I get people all oh, Rosie's too low, and it's okay. Use him. Not you specifically, just everyone. Right. Well, yeah. Maybe I mean, for me, I'm I'm definitely going to use Vela before I use Rosie, but he's he's definitely he's still getting fantasy points, so you can't just leave him out of the conversation. Yeah. I was also told like it's crazy to not use Jesus Medina the one week, and I think no one's used him for about four or five weeks too. Yep. Yep. Mm. Okay. Last chance. Anything else? <laughs> I think we're good. Okay. Uh, if you want to check out the rankings that we've been talking about throughout this entire podcast, you can find JD's at rotowire.com/soccer. Skylers are usually right on the front page at MLSsoccer.com, but if not, they're probably right on the right side of your fantasy team, or at least when you go to one of the pages on the fantasy. You go uh, to MLS. fantasy fantasy news, and that, that's what it is. News. That's right. actually that's code for we post two fantasy articles a week. <laughs> one of that's which is Skylers, right? None of which is news. It's all analysis. Mm. But. It's from yeah, Skylar, it's news. So that's yeah, it's news who the who the top ranked players are. That's some news. <laughs> <laughs> who, who, who's going to be the top forward this week? Maybe fake news. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> all right, gentlemen, thank you very much for all of that, and good luck this weekend. Good Have luck, week. everybody. Good luck, guys.
Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.